Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Folks, it is uh, it's Friday. I think this is so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. 
Let me fill you in on everything that is going on, folks. So I, I didn't have a Thursday episode. So you know what? Here's the deal. I was supposed to take the 5th off of July, and I didn't. So, I mean, so I drove back to Los Angeles yesterday, and I had pre I had done an interview in the morning um, with this great guest, Molly Lambert, uh, an amazing writer for the New York Times, Grantland, all this. And we talked about Below Deck. We talked about Housewives. Um, but it, it, she was doing it from her car, and it sounded – it's I, I, it sounds like poop, you guys. It sounded like poop, and I was so sad. <laughs> I was so sad. But it was one of those things where it, I, it was uh, – so when I, I started listening to it, I was like, this is going to take me a couple of days to try to fix this audio if I can even fix it at all. So I decided what I'm going to do is just I am going to – I'm going to give you a gift. I am going to do a solo recap of Wednesday night's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah, who is hunky-dory, as Kathy Hilton says? Let's let's do this, folks, because Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I feel we are in the golden age of this show, and for a show to be going this many seasons in and to be this good, we got to talk about it. We got to. So, you know, usually I, I do a full recap the, uh, you know, next week of Beverly Hills, but I'm just going to throw it to you today, and I'm just going to take one day off. So it'll just have been four episodes this week, not five, but you never know. I might get some kind of weird bug up my button, just release some weird episode of just me making sounds. Uh, if you guys are down for that, let me know. <laughs> um, I am so excited. Uh, yesterday, though, I, I told you uh, about booking guests. We're booking machines over here at So Bad It's Good, Inc. And um, very, very exciting to see all of this come to fruition. And I was thinking, my friend uh, is a a subscriber to Heather McDonald's Patreon, and I don't know if you guys uh, follow her, but I guess in her Patreon, she talks about, you know, kind of behind the scenes stuff and, and booking and all that. Would you guys be interested in that? I mean, it, it just, you know, it would be a Patreon thing, but I don't know if, if people like to know how this stuff is made or how the sausage is made or the kind of the failures of certain things or who says no and who says yes. I was thinking maybe that might be a fun weekly segment I could do on the Patreon uh, just an idea, just a thought. Um, how are you guys? Are you guys good? Is everybody, it's, 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 it, we are, I mean, we're fully back to normal for the most part, but we still got to be safe out there, right? We got this Delta variant, some, I mean, I don't know. They've got some other variant we're being told to worry about, but we're all pros at this. We know to wash our hands, mask up if we need to. But I mean, if we do all that stuff, we can continue to have a bitch in summer, right? Are you guys having a bitch in summer? Hi to all the families listening. I'm sure you guys are just uh, cozied around a fireplace listening as a family. And I'm so sorry if there's any language um, that families aren't supposed to listen to. I, I assume you guys know that I uh, I have colorful uh, language in this podcast. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to give a heartfelt thanks, as I always do, to you guys. Uh, it's pretty crazy to watch this thing grow. And um, I... Uh, I have nothing else to say, but I'm just kind of just blown away every day by um, some of the emails I'm getting and, and messages. I mean, a lot of them are just kind of middle fingers, but still very cool messages. Also, speaking of cool messages, I am on Cameo and I'm back in Los Angeles. If you would like a maybe a message from Dorit's room or the back alleyway of Sir, I would be. I would love to help you celebrate your birthday, celebrate your wedding, celebrate the birth of your child. Um, I, I Go just to Cameo, search Ryan Bailey. I think it'll pop up. 
And I, I'll, I'll be really ecstatic to make a goofy video for you. And guys, I know, I know it is innately ridiculous that I am on Cameo because I am just a podcaster. I know that. But, you know, oh, and since I, since I do share stuff with you guys, I, you guys are my family. I will tell you, I woke up to this email today. And, uh, and by the way, I'm using a different mic than usual because I have, it, it's a long story. Just let's say things technically haven't been going well in the last two days. But I, I woke up to this email, you guys, and um, it was from a production company, and they're doing a documentary on Army Hammer. And they came across the podcast, and they wanted to know if I would be interested in uh, in being one of the talking heads in the documentary. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what would you guys do in that position? I just don't know if I – it's such a serious subject matter, and I try to treat these things – I mean, I always come from a place of goofiness and trying to make people laugh, but I also try to, when these serious topics like Army or Eric, I mean, Erica Jane to a degree, but Britney Spears especially, I want to try to treat them with as much respect as possible. We can always try to get a laugh out of it, but also I just, I don't know when it, when it's something that serious, when it's involving the, you know, women being hurt and things like that, I just don't know if... I don't know. I I was I had paused when I read the email. I mean, my first reaction was like, "Cool, a documentary." Because I mean, you guys know that's like my vision board dream of being a talking head in like I love the '90s or Best Week Ever on VH1. That that was always my dream as a kid. Like, no shit. Like that was my dream. Um, but I don't know if I would be the best person for speaking about something so serious, and especially since I did know Army a little bit. Um, I just didn't know if it was. I don't know. I, I hate to even worry about somebody's feelings that are, I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, <laughs> oh, you guys, I don't know if you listened to the interview with Christian Gray Snow the other day, but before I did a bunch of quick hits on Bravo News, and I told you my prediction was that Craig and Austin were filming for Summer House. And guess who just got there? That fucking confirmed your boy, Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Yes, Craig confirmed he is filming Summer House. He's going to film Summer House this weekend. Uh, but man, it I'm telling you, I think because I make so many fart jokes on here that I do not I'm not taken seriously in terms of my predictions. But if you and I will not go back and check, but if you go back and check, I have been right about everything. I literally, I have the, I'm like Lisa Rinna describing Harry Hamlin. I have the Midas touch. Ryan Bailey has the Midas touch in predictions. I knew this was going to happen. And I know a lot of people are upset. Like, oh, I don't want to dip my chocolate in my peanut butter, that kind of thing. But to me, it's the best of both worlds because we'll be able to take those relationships that they have formed together from that Winter House Southern Lucky Charms spinoff that we're going to see. And we'll get to see those relationships. Like, I mean, I heard Paige and Craig had something going. I heard Sierra definitely hooked up with Austin. Um, so it'll be interesting to see those relationships because I know Austin is not with Sierra. So if we have, I think it's just automatic relationships to focus on and especially coming off of Hannah not being there, you know. Oh, we did talk about Bronwyn's TikTok, TikToks and all that stuff. I'm just not, I kind of feel it's like weirdly, ah, God, I hate to say tacky, um, but I kind of find it tacky and... I hate to say this too, but I was watching somebody send sending me Hannah's t like Hannah's little TikToks. I just feel I could coach her into better TikToks. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I could get her acting level up just a a skosh, if you will. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, Pete Davidson. Did you know Pete Davidson is the new uh, spokesman spokesman for Smartwater? 
The dude doesn't look like he drinks water, and he's the spokesman for smart. Pete Davidson is having the most. Uh, the, I mean, not you know, and uh, he had a lot of struggles when he was growing up, but now I feel like he is having the most blessed life. The man has dated literally every starlet, musician, all this stuff known to man. All you girls and all you guys thirst after him. I, I mean, I just made a joke about him on my Instagram, and people are like standing up for him. I'm like, you don't know Pete. He would not stand up for you. And I, by the way, I do. I know Pete Davidson a little bit because when I used to work at that acting studio for 13 years, he was a client. Not of mine, but of my boss's. And he would come, like, he would either miss his appointment and he would come in blazed. I mean, like, talk about, like, this is before SNL. He would come in just blazed. Like, he, you could smell him coming. And, like, I'm pro weed. I can't really handle it much myself, but you could smell that guy coming from a mile away and he'd be like, huh, huh, huh. And I'm just like, I, I always got upset. And I come from it from a different angle. Um, I, I would get upset because it looked like he was getting every opportunity in the book and then he was being like late to like actually coach and learn how to act and do the part and stuff. And that always triggered me uh, greatly because I saw so many actors. I was an actor myself that had to bust my ass for any tiny opportunity that I had. And here was a guy that was just like, man, I won't show up for this. Like he wasn't even scheduling these appointments. His management was, and he would just like not show up. And, but I guess, you know, sometimes it, you have to have a ah, fuck who cares attitude to actually be a success anywhere. Um, but that was my thing. But also, I just feel like it's really weird. It's like if he if he's the spokesman for Smartwater, I should be the spokesman for Rena Beauty. You know, like, could you imagine if I was like the Rena Beauty male spokesman? Like, I love this stuff, you guys. Rena, oh, God, she cackled so much again, you guys. I'm getting a lot of mail from you guys uh, ever since we have been talking about how much she cackles on that show. A lot of people have uh, reached out and said they notice it too. <laughs> they notice it too, which at the end of the day, that's just all I can ask for. It's just I'm bringing awareness to an important cause like Lisa Rinna's laugh. But can I say how much I'm loving Harry Hamlin being in the show more? It almost makes Lisa Rinna, dare I say, palatable. I really enjoy watching him. I do. He's like so weirdly quiet and like art. Like, I think it's because as a dude, I have this dream of myself or for myself of being somebody like Harry Hamlin, of like being a chef and I can play guitar and I'm making compost out of dog doo doo and building plants and you know like all all the stuff that harry does you know he probably can speak languages um i have that dream for myself so when i see that i kind of like wow look at him he's really he's really doing it a jack of all trades even though like i said the other day i never get it always never makes sense to me that actors are talented at like 10 other things like i was just talented at acting i didn't know how to do any other skills like like you would have to uh, on resumes for actors, you would put at the bottom special skills, and I I I would like oh, fuck I don't know man like I I was like I've seen a basketball I guess I'll put basketball and you know I you just I had I was like can you put reading as a special skill like I can watch a lot of, I can watch uh, four hours of TV without going to the bathroom that's a special skill right Do you guys find as we are coming out of the pandemic? Are you watching the same amount of TV, more TV, or less TV? I'm really curious about TV viewing trends as we get out of this pandemic. Like, I'm wondering if we're going to double down and go, no, I need it now more than ever. 
or go, you know what? We had its time. Now I need to go out and live my life or it's just unaffected because we were so glued to that TV. And I'm just curious how viewing trends will, if they stay the same or if they change, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so before we get into the recap itself, let's do a couple quick news stories that are uh, out there. Um, so we got another uh, Britney Spears. It, it looks like she is going to make a court appearance herself July 14th, I believe, which is just, uh, I am so um, curious how this plays out. and I just don't have a good feeling. We also had uh, this thing that came out yesterday where Britney Spears' mom, Jamie, um, says she should be able to get new uh, lawyers. And, and it supposedly sounded like something that was coming out in favor of Britney. But then it's this is what's so confusing. So to the layman like me that has not been following every single move of this uh, conservatorship, I think, wow, that sounds like good. That sounds like somebody's on her side. But then people, uh, if you read deeper, they were like, no, this is her mom playing, you know, trying to, you know, act like she's all of a sudden cares and she doesn't. And that's the thing is that, there needs to be a Britney conservatorship for dummies where you fill somebody needs to fill us in on what should we, we should know, because I'm just going by like these press releases and it's just so much information to kind of take in. And I just need a, I just need to, I need a hug. I need somebody just to tell me what is going on. Um, so please. Oh, and by the way, thank you for everybody. There was a couple of people that wrote in about Caroline Calloway. So I think I am going to put together an episode on Caroline and I'm going to get back to the two people that contacted me and, and hopefully they'll be a part of it. But I think that would be worthy of an episode. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. So Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, folks. And I, I, I got to tell you, okay, so Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Tuesday night and Wednesday night. And Real Housewives of New York is having these important conversations, but they're doing it, and that's kind of the whole shebang on New York. And it's only five ladies instead of the eight. You know, it's just weird. Even the... Even if you compare it, like I, you know, I studied film, and even if you compare it in terms of like just the coloring, like the the New York, like even when they were in Salem with all the witches, it's all just like kind of dark and like these dark reds and blacks and stuff like that. And then you go over to Beverly Hills, and everything is kind of light, and there's a lot of green and stuff. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's it's very interesting. I feel like it's like you can study these as opposites right now. And Beverly Hills, I will hold to this, I think is working completely and New York isn't. But I don't, it's it's not the bandwagon thing where of like, oh, you don't like Ebony. Like, no, I like Ebony. I like Ebony a lot. I think Ebony could probably, I, I think Ebony could play, hmm, I, see, I ne- this is a very hard thing to talk about because you're just never going to hear a white straight dude tell you what's up in this situation because if anything i feel like i need to be listening more uh more than anything when it comes to you know what what is happening i go with my gut instincts and stuff i think ebony is great i like i said though i think the casting is so weird that i just it you can just tell that nobody is even close to wanting to listen and it just highlights how horrible half of these ladies are and it it then just kind of makes the viewer confused. And I'm not scared of doing the hard work or the listening. Uh, Like I said, I I got a James Baldwin book on Ebony's uh, suggestion last week, and I'm really excited to uh, check it out. But I think you can't, 
I don't know. It's not that I feel like it's a history lesson either, because I don't necessarily know if I'm learning a lot, because what I'm just learning is stuff I already knew. Like, Ramona's a geek. You know, Ramona's old news. Like, of course, she voted for Trump. I don't, I don't, there's not even a, there wasn't even a question in my mind. So the fact that that even is getting brought up, I don't know. Like, I don't, it, but it does, it is making me question why I watch these shows. Like, what is it? Is it okay to be more than just entertaining? And I think the obvious answer to that is yes. But then on the other hand, you have Beverly Hills, where I feel like I am learning in little ways. I mean, the first episode of this season, we had this important discussion, uh, well, where where Sutton trying not to have it, between Sutton and Crystal. And, you know, Crystal explains that she cannot... Uh, not deal with race is something that she lives with 24 hours a day. And that's something that Ebony said in last week's episode of Real Housewives of New York of, I can't check my skin in skin in at your closet, Ramona. I can't take it off like a jacket. And it was the same sentiment. So why in Beverly Hills is it something that we all are more apt to listen to than New York? And I think I'm still kind of figuring that out and toying with it. Like, but when Leah, it just it just feels like nothing's working, and I know that feeling. Like today, I had one of those. Do you ever have those electronic days where just nothing? Like you'll hit a button and you're hitting the wrong button on your computer. You of course hit the you know like you don't know where your garage remote is. Like I, these <laughs> those are literally the worst example. Like you know you have one of those days where you lose your toilet paper and where's your key? Okay, anyways. It is just something that that bothers me though, because I I do now do this for my main job is talk about these things, and I want to talk about them intelligently, and I want to know why it's not hitting me the same way. And I'm like, okay, well, does that make me racist? Because it's I don't I don't enjoy it. I'm like, no, I, I don't need to go that that deep. Like I'm like I've dealt with things like this before, and I've always been kind of so excited to learn. Why in this case am I not? Why in this case do I feel uh, a sense of sadness? Um, And by the way, remember, Real Housewives of Potomac, Sunday night, we will be doing an episode next week about Potomac. I am so excited. If you have not gotten on Potomac, that is the show, you guys. This is Potomac's moment. I hope they bang it out. I hope they kill it. Uh, Rest in peace, T'Challa. Let's do this one for for him. Um, But anyways, I I, I read so much, so many of you got your guys' opinions on this too. And it's, I think you just can't just write anything off though, because the the other thing I, I always want to impress upon is that, you know, we really love these shows. We love it enough where I'm talking about it on a podcast and you're potentially listening to it. You know, that means we have more than just a passing interest in something. So I, I, I of course, want to try to see all sides of this. And, and as a producer, I'm like, is this working? I want to know what the ratings are. I think they're sliding. So, but that doesn't matter. Sometimes you need to sacrifice ratings for the overall good of the show. But at this point, I really do wonder about New York. Is that how do we, I mean, my fear is if this doesn't come together, is that we're talking massive cast overhaul. And I'm not talking about Ebony and Leah going, I'm talking, I think, I think Ramona and Luann will go like period, because it is, if if they can't all get along, it really is cementing the fact that we are in such a rut that these ladies have been there for too long and we are not able to hear new voices because everybody is not, you know, getting along in that way. So I think if I was a producer, I might think, okay, well, now I need to look to the future. I'm looking at this show surviving for 10 more years. So maybe we need get need to get rid of them now 
And if they did get rid of them, I have a theory that I don't know if Ebony and Leah are good for the show. I mean, I really don't, but I think they are a younger demographic. So I would imagine the producers would keep them and they would bring back Dorinda. What do you guys think of that? Now, mind you, I want to remind you, I'm always right. Okay. So, but I, I have thought about that. What do you, I mean, do you guys think about that? I, I, I think they might kind of make cut ties. I think they would keep Sonia to bridge that gap. And especially if they brought Dorinda back because Sonia's played ball. She's like, you know, in with Ebony. She's in with Leah. She's not causing huge drama, but the fans really, really love her. So, okay. So Beverly Hills recap. Here we go. Uh, this is episode eight, the good, the bad, and the ugly leather pants. That's a great title, you guys. Hats off. The good, the bad, and the ugly leather pants. I love it because, of course, this the the whole crux of this whole episode ends with Sutton going, you're jealous of what? You ugly leather pants? So good. And now remember, last uh, week we were dealing with Erica. You know, Erica's a... And remember, the show is painting Erica as a survivor. When in reality, the real survivors are the ones that, like survived like the plane crashes and the burn victims and stuff like that that Tom Girardi was supposed to give him money. So I think the painting of Erica Girardi, like to me, whoever's representing Erica Girardi right now is the same person that represents Kendall Jenner in her products. Like the one that told her to do the Pepsi ad and make it like a Black Lives Matter thing. Like those are the same people advising Erica because she just doesn't seem to get it. I've never seen somebody try to make it more about them when it has nothing to do with them. All she needs to do is step back. I feel like she's hurting herself again and again. And even, and I'm saying this, even if she has nothing to do with it, that's why she should chill. Because even in the court of public opinion, I feel like she's losing. And this was huge news Huge news that just happened yesterday. A judge ruled that Tom's victims can go after Erica Jane's money. So that was a huge ruling. And it is interesting. Like that ruling was so harsh that I was like, damn, for a second, I even felt bad for Erica. Because right now, that what is she? She's trying to set up this whole, I'm good, I'm solo. It's my life now. That's my Erica Jane, remember? It's my life now. This is my little, little house with a pool and bigger than any place Ryan's ever lived in. But it's mine. So she ha- she's trying to set up her own life now. And if she did not have to deal with any of this other bullshit, she'd be on easy street. Because she really is making a decent enough living from this show and other brand opportunities or brand opportunities she would have had to actually like kind of really enjoy life. And I imagine this is not very enjoyable to go through. But she's just getting into stupid fights, and she's always been this way with the fans, you guys. She's always been this way. I mean, my uh, friend Brands by Bravo, uh, if you follow her account, remember, Erica didn't give her credit on a meme, and Brands by Bravo said, hey, could you give me credit? And she's like, no, do something in- do something interesting, maybe I'll give you credit. Like, you don't have to be a bitch like that, right? Sorry, a biatch. You don't have to be a biatch like that, right? It's just bad form. Like, what a loser. You're lucky people are making memes about you. Um, we also had Scott Disick. We, we, Rinna was so excited to let us all know that her 19-year-old daughter is dating a 37-year-old man with three kids. Who wouldn't be excited, right? Um, and also, we ended the episode with the word violation. What does the word violation mean? Now, Crystal says she felt violated by Sutton through the first episode. God bless Beverly Hills for being able to take one little thing and keep it going for eight episodes. But they have enough 
other plots that I don't mind. I kind of like this. I, I mean, I hope we're arguing about the word violation for the next year. Like, I'm like, cool. I, I find it fascinating how much it riles Sutton up. Sutton is like, how dare you? I do declare. I say, I say, I say. What are you doing? What are you saying? I, I am not like that. <laughs> I say, I say, I say. I'm a Sutton. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't be able to be around people. I think it's obvious. Okay. <laughs> I say, I say, I say. So we start off, you guys, and there's shots of beautiful flowers. We're seeing Beverly Hills. And um, all of a sudden, we, we, we're, hearing the, we're hearing Sutton go, Fuck you, Crystal. You're upset. You know, and, and people are like running and like, What am I jealous of? Your ugly leather pants? And all the girls are running towards Sutton, and Rin is going, what happened? He's screeching, and we see, and then all of a sudden, we slam cut, and we open up with Harry and Lisa Rinna walking backwards, like, they're rewinding, and all of a sudden, this huge font comes on in pink. It says, three days earlier. And you guys, I shit you not, I thought we were in Pulp Fiction. It was so good. I love when they do that. I love when they go flash forward and then they go three days earlier like you're just like oh my god this 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 means business you know what i'm saying so already i was fully in and who doesn't want to see harry hamlin and lisa renna shopping for groceries one of the first times i've seen renna around actual food products now i'm joking so they go in and you know renna's just cackling i'm sure it was a tough day for all the grocery staff that day um and uh harry's like well start uh start with some veggies uh some good garlic over there and uh need some mushrooms and renna's like what kind of mushrooms <laughs> and he's like baby baby bella mushrooms he's like how can i tell it's baby bella and it's like he says right there harry is so patient it's it's i'm trying to think of it like it's it's like what I would imagine having a problem child is like. Um, if any problem children are listening right now, be nicer to your parents. Come on, let them have this weekend. But I imagine he's just so he's so caring, and he's just like you know, Lisa. I'm gonna have to put you in timeout if you keep cackling. I'm gonna go uh, garden, and why don't you just uh, dance in the bedroom and try to dance off some of that uh, freakish energy you have? I'm gonna go run away now. Um, so. Lisa goes, Harry is an amazing cook. We, you know, his Kobe beef he's known for. And then we have a flashback of when he served meat to the ladies. He's like, here, have a piece of meat. Uh, blueberry, blueberry pie he made. We had a flashback of that. And then today's dish, he's going to be making the bolognese. And you got to, when you say bolognese, you got to put the little Italian, like, manja. You got to put the the little hand motion towards your lips, like, manja, bolognese. I always just say bolognese because, you know, I'm average. But they keep saying bolognese this whole episode. So shout out to the bolognese's. Flashback to Harry's garden, Harry's secret garden. And uh, Harry uh, is, uh, flashback to Brenda going, oh, I'm going to have the girls over for bolognese. And he goes, yeah, that would be easy easy for me to cook. Uh, we could bring the Bing Long table out. I love it. He's already thinking of, like, decorations. He's like, we could bring the uh, the china the china out. And Rena goes, Harry makes his bolognese in Canada all the time. Harry, we're back in the grocery store, and he's like, oh, these little pumpkins would be good for the table. Uh, Lisa says, I am a great hype man and a great cheerleader, not a great cook. <laughs> she cackles. And um, 
And then Harry's at checkout and Lisa's like, do we need anything else? Do we need olive oil? And Harry goes, we're done. We're done. Rinna says, I'm going to go check if they have any whispering angel. And then you kind of just see Rinna just randomly talking to the air in the grocery store. And she's like, I love these burgers. <laughs> okay, new scene. We're at Kathy Hilton's house. And you guys, when I say palatial, that is not even the palatial compared to Kathy Hilton's house. Palatial is a shithole compared to what this is. This is palatial times 80 billion. She's got a full on tennis court. It looks like the house. If you've seen that movie Heathers where they in the beginning where they're doing the little, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but it just looks amazing. I was, oh God, I loved it so much. I loved this house. It was just perfect for my queen, Kathy. And the thing is, we find out that, Kathy has loaned their te- her tennis court to Crystal and Erica and two of their friends to play doubles. And we find out that Crystal lives up the street from Kathy, which is just so – for some reason, I was thinking Crystal lived further out, like maybe in Glendale or something. But it turns out I think she lives in Beverly Hills. But just to think that much star power on a street, like, I mean, just to have – mark my words, guys, I will talk to Kathy Hilton at some point. I really – Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Guys, this is the commercial I was telling you that was going to happen at the beginning of the show. We are there now, and I am proud to announce that BetterHelp is the sponsor of So Bad It's Good this week. Now, life is full of stressors, and it doesn't matter who you are or what you have going on in your life, but it is probably stressful. Uh, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I felt so insanely sad on Friday, and I just I said it out loud or you know in an Instagram post. And... On top of that, I also uh, consulted with my BetterHelp therapist. Now, BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And that was another thing. I feel like I look like insane shit right now, and I didn't want to see anybody. And my BetterHelp therapist totally understood. 
you know, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. That's huge. 48 hours. Sometimes we wait weeks. Sometimes we wait years before we do something about the sadness that we feel inside, about these problems that we have. And there is something like BetterHelp out there that will help you with your life. We all need help with our lives. I need help with my life, and BetterHelp is helping. So this podcast, once again, is sponsored by BetterHelp, and So Bad It's Good listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. That's S-O-B-A-D. So that is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash so bad. Give it a shot. That's all you have to do. But uh, I think, you know, like me, I will sometimes just let things go. Actually make that first step. This is just a very simple thing that you can just check out. You don't have to do any more than just check it out. But um, I think it's worth it. So back with the show. I, I really do. I feel like we will be friends. I feel like she gets it. I don't know, though. I don't know. She probably hates me. I don't think she'll get I don't think she gets half the memes. I made this meme today where I was like, if Kathy Hilton farted, I would probably think it sounded like the Beatles because that woman can do no wrong to me. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, even if she, it's it's like when you fall in love for the first time and and every time you look at that, anything that person does, you're like, oh, my God, that's just the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. That is like Kathy Hilton for me. I'm just like, if she breathes air, I'm like, who who, who taught her to breathe air like that? That's amazing. What? I mean, I'm just tickled by anything. Like, she comes down in the middle of the scene in, in PJs, and I'm like damn, she knows how to dress like just for every occasion. Wow. So they're playing tennis and Erica goes, it's fun to have a friend like Kathy. Yeah. Come over and use my court. <laughs> and that's what I got to warn these rich ladies about. I think Erica's just going to be a little bit of a hands out kind of a friend here. And, uh, I don't feel like she deserves it. We meet Amy Crystal's friend. I don't know if it was really her friend or an extra. She said like two words. Um, Erica's going like, I don't know any rules what to do. I'm trying to just be cute. She's being extra nasally today. I don't know. Just She's like, I can't breathe through my nose at all. I'm Erica Jane. And um, she goes, I'm trying to get out and about and do things and not wallow. So here I am. <laughs> I'm not terrible. Um, and then Erica says, Crystal's really good, says, oh, she's like a mini Serena. And uh, Crystal lets us know she's always been told she's competitive, but she doesn't see it. And probably the people that have said that are losers, she says. And Erica's just going, yeah, girl. Oh, you get it, girl. Yeah, yeah, girl. Go, girl. She Erica Jane overuses girl. I think we all overuse girl. But I think when you say girl, you got to picture it with the G- I-R-L or G-E-R-L. So you got to go girl or girl, you know, I'm literally off my rocker. Um, Erica hasn't had uh, this many balls flying in her face since uh, her courtship with Tom. Hey, oh, <sighs> this is like Wimbledon with criminals watching this right here. Um, so Crystal goes, Erica's willingness was a 10. Her skill level was a two. Uh, the fake friends in this scene walk off. So like, I just love all of a sudden the other two girls are like, we're going to leave now. Goodbye. I guess you guys will have a scene now with Kathy Hilton. Goodbye. And, uh, it's 10 50 AM and Kathy comes shuffling down in her PJs. She's like, 
I just got up like 40 minutes ago. Come on, sit down. Come on in. And she had like laid out all this like like beautiful laid fruit and croissant and uh, butter. I find out rich people do like fancy butter. I always did. I always thought like, oh, I'm a margarine man, right? Like I'm a, I can't believe it's not butter guy. And these guys like are buying fancy butters from like French places and stuff. So they're all eating. And Kathy's like, yeah, this is, I got this, this all was this morning. It's fresh. It's fresh. And, um, Kathy says, uh, you know, I'm just trying to organize for the holidays right now. And Erica goes, it's in shambles, my house. And Kathy goes, but it's yours. But it's yours. And uh, Kathy says, uh, when you were married, were you social, Erica? And she goes, eh, it was full on business social, if you know what I mean. And all what he wanted. wanted. And then in a talking head, she says, I entered into the marriage at 27 years old, and life was a little bit different, and I, his life was already set up, and I just inserted myself into it. Just because you had a lot of money doesn't mean you have a lot of independence. He had the money, so what do I do? <laughs> and... Um... There's a flashback of Erica Jane showing off the house. Remember the house, the Pasadena mansion, even had a prayer room, you guys. So uh, Erica's letting us know she's doing her own dishes, her own laundry. She can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan. She's doing the laundry and dishes and stealing money from crash victims. So she lets us know. No housekeepers, no gardeners. And I value my privacy, and I like it. I can throw my shit all over the place. And Kathy says, I raise my glass to you. And uh, Kathy loves drinking with that those metal straws. So cute. Like, it's another thing. I'm like, Kathy, metal straws. I love you so much. You really are going to save the world, Kathy. Um, uh, Erica goes, I pull myself up by my bootstraps and keep going. But I would lie. I would be lying if I said I didn't have my days. <laughs> Making her sound like an old jazz musician now. Um, new scene. We start. Um, it's funny. They're doing shots of like the Beverly Hills streets and all the you know like where they'll do that shot where they'll show some Beverly Hills streets and then all of a sudden it's like like a it flies up into the air and goes like ten miles over the the hill because none of the actual cast lives in Beverly Hills. I always find that funny because they like want to show us, okay, this is Beverly Hills. We're not going to be anywhere near there. And then they like pull up and the camera flies 10 miles and it lands in Kyle Richard's house where they are taking their Christmas photos. They're all, the whole family's in red, red satin PJs and you couldn't look sexier. Um, they have wine bottles of props and Kathy Hilton walks in with her dog and she's like, am I supposed to be in the card? Yes, Kathy, you are supposed to be in all Christmas cards. All holiday cards should have Kathy Hilton from here on out. And I mark my words, but Itza, if you're listening to this, we are doing the So Bad It's Good holiday card with me and Kathy this year. It is going to be me and Kathy in a loving embrace. That is that is it. Me and Kathy, wait, from uh, from our family at So Bad It's Good to yours, we wish you happy holidays. Love, Kathy and Ryan. Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, so uh, I also noticed you notice Kyle's decor. She has like a photo, like a professional photograph of herself, looked like like a, on a Rolling Stone cover or something. I like Kyle's decoration. You you only think it's that house probably only will be in style for like five years, but I dig it right now. Um, 
Kathy's like, I love this. I love what you did here. This is a great width of a table. Okay, you know, and Kathy Hilton is uh, digging things out of her purse, and she's like, smell this, Kyle. This is face spray, and uh, you know, I've got everything in the kitchen sink in my purse. And she goes, yeah, you can find everything: socks, extra shoes, water, wallpaper, samples, sandals for pedicure, my pill case. Got to get my nutrients. Um, what what? I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I bet there's nunchucks in there, some throwing stars, uh, BB gun. I bet the like big league chew that bubble gum I bet is in there. Spare tire for a bicycle, a unicycle probably. Uh, cold brew is in there. A lot of gum, sure, a lot of gum. Uh, melatonin is in there. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Fast and Furious five through nine on DVD is in there. I mean, everything is in Kathy Hilton's purse. So uh, Kathy lets us know that she talked to Kim, their sister, for three hours the other day. And Kathy said, you know, hey, if you wanted to come, I invited her. She's just too nervous, too nervous to get out. And Kyle says, I didn't text. I, I texted her the other day. She didn't text back. And Kathy goes, she changed her number. And there's a flashback to Mauricio where Mauricio and Kyle are talking about what's going on with Kim. And Kyle saying, well, yeah, I'm not really talking to her at the same, you know, at the time. Uh, but also we've invited her to things and she doesn't come and she's by herself every day. And I'm worried about her, you know, um, she's like, I have my husband and my children and my dog, but I think at Kim and by herself facing the holidays. Remember, I believe she had to put her, 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 remember her big dog that like was biting everybody. I think they had to put that dog down and it is. I don't know, man. That is like, I, I love Kim Richards. I do. I really do love Kim Richards and I hope everything is okay with her, but it is to me that that is why I love the Hiltons as well. And the Richards and the Hiltons, because it really does kind of show you a real family with real issues. We might not be as rich as them, but we have, you know, uh, somebody in our family that is potentially an alcoholic or a drug addict. We have, you know, we have really dark things in our, our, our families here and there. And I'm, I'm, you know, we see that they do too. And I think that is where these shows kind of work is not just aspirational, but you realize, you know, the rich have issues as well and not issues like Erica Jane issues like these issues. Um, so Kim said, well, this is supposed to happen. You know, oh, Kim told Kathy that, you know, she said, this is supposed to happen. You know, the quarantine and COVID we're, we're supposed to have this quiet time to figure where, where you want to be in life. And Kyle's like, well, we should do a lunch or dinner soon. And Kathy says, yeah, well, yeah, I feel like I lost my relationships over COVID. And, uh, you know, I think we've all been there. And Mauricio comes into the scene and, and he's like, oh, I'm going to work out. And and Kathy's like, where? And he's uh, they have a home gym, of course. And uh, I guess Kyle has been drinking Mauricio's water. And she's like, oh, my God, I was drinking your water. And Kathy goes, come on, guys, we still have to be careful. You know, and Kyle's like, he's my husband. We can drink out of the same water bottle. Um also, Mauricio just seems to be content all of the live long day. I love it, but I'm so jealous of it. He just seems so content is the word. Yeah, it might be high, but content is the word I'm going with it. We're in a new scene with Erica's house. Rinna pulls up on the street and she goes, ah, this is so cute. Ah, I love this neighborhood. Like, I swear to God, there was noise complaints that day whenever they shot this. And, you know, she brought Erica some Dom or I mean, I wonder if it was just like Moet and she just poured it into a Dom bottle and resealed it. But she's like, we have to christen the house. We have to. And she's doing all the big Rena gestures. And we find out there's a Chiron that says nine, nine, $9,500 a month to rent this house. And uh, so, yeah, 
she's broke. <laughs> That's 9,500. Uh, talk to me when we're, I don't, I don't live anywhere under 20 rent a month. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what a loser. 95. Are you fucking kidding me? I just, I, that, I don't know. And, uh, of course they go into the new thing. Like, Oh my God, such good vibes. Oh yes. Such good vibes here. Yes. It's all the vibes. And then Ren is going around the house and going, ah, are you kidding me? Oh my God. It's fabulous. Oh, look at oh lights. Look at where they put the lights. I mean, just basic things. She's like door handles. What? Oh, water coming out of the shower. What? Oh, you, yes, you will be very comfortable here, my love. A refrigerator. <laughs> um, we see into one of the rooms. It really has turned into her shoe room. And it's all done up, just all her shoes. And it's like, you got to think, this is when the FBI starts taking notes of like, okay, I'm seeing a uh, size eight pump from, uh, it's worth $3,000. Like, I, I just feel like they should shy away from like showing like the stuff in the house because people are going to want that, you know, like people are going to want that, especially if they can get money out of Erica now. Um, so Rinda says, I like that you brought a lot of new pieces in and mixed it with the old. Sorry, I'm just taking a drink. And she goes, um, she goes, yeah, it's it, the uh, first time in 22 years I have to think about money. But you know what? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I wrote a best-selling book. I was on Broadway. I had two shoe deals and a makeup collab. I have enough money for Postmates and this little house. Then Sutton comes in. Sutton brings a Dolce & Gabbana signed uh, book, like this huge book, and it's signed by Mr. Dolce, as she says. Sutton, we find out, is in the book twice. And just think about how wild that is, because Sutton was in that book, I think before she was even on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which just kind of means Sutton was that lady. Sutton was that lady dropping so much money at these places that they're like, fuck it, put her in the book. She needs it, you know, like she was known as that kooky lady that like buys weird designer clothes and never looks super great in them. You know, I think Sutton's really actually cute. I, I really do. Like, I mean, I, I think she's a very attractive lady. I just don't personally like how she dresses. But like I always say, I'm an old Navy man, you know. I mean, she would probably laugh at me, right? <laughs> we would just laugh at each other. Um so she brought this as her housewarming gift. And uh, Sutton goes, if she's feeling sad and lonely, she can flip and find my pick. <laughs> um, Erica says, we went from that monstrosity in Pasadena to this cute little tiny house. And Rena goes, but you're happier now. And I hate to say it, but I am. When you're not being heard, there's only so much time before you can't ignore it anymore. I mentioned to Tom I was seeing a psychiatrist, and he's like, what do I have to be depressed about? Tom didn't care. Boo-hoo. Tell it to your shrink. Give me a fucking break. Sorry, but I'm like, give me a break. Live in the real world. You knew Tom was like this 22 years ago. Don't act like all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm telling you, she is painting a picture and the cheating is going to be the next brick. I'm telling you. Sutton all of a sudden brings up Crystal, and she goes, oh. She's going to say that wrong word again. I say, I say, violation. I did not violate that woman. And uh, and then Sutton in the tongue there goes, we are not going to talk about me being a peeping Tom. We have to drop that Thomasina. Remember, uh, uh, Kathy Hilton called her uh, little Thomasina last, uh, so good. 
Sutton says, peeping toms don't knock first. Rena's like, yeah, it is not right. It is not right, Sutton. We're in a new scene at Garcelle's, and Garcelle is the only one where we really are getting to know her family life in these small scenes between her two sons, Jax and Jade. Jax is studying Japanese, and we're doing that, oh my god, this relatable scene, you guys, of online learning. Oh my gosh. And wouldn't you know it, he is doing his Japanese class, and Garcelle is having to empty the dishwasher. That's so crazy. Not like you couldn't have just sent Jax up to his room and done it where it was quiet. So this is obviously like a bit for this show. Um, but it is funny. It, it's fun because they are a real family that you can tell loves each other. And you always love to see that. Um, Jade, uh, the other son comes down and he's just Mr. Pouty Magoo. Like he is, they're just like, come on, man. And I remember that. Don't you remember that in, when you were growing up, when you just like, I'm feeling so many emotions. Nobody knows what I feel like right now. I feel so, you know, and you're just like in love for the first time or you're, you're just feeling all of these things and you don't have... Your body doesn't, you know, it's like when you feel emotions for the first time, like right now, as you get older, you're used to it. You're used to love, you're used to horniness, you're used to anger, you're used, you're used to it. But when you're a kid, your body, you, you're still getting used to it. You're, you're like a, a, like a stick shift that you're learning to drive. You've not learned to drive yourself yet, you know? So I just remember being like that powder, like, I'll be in my room. <laughs> I don't want to eat dinner tonight. And that's what he's, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Um. He goes back upstairs because he's pouting. And he's excused from dinner, and Jack and Garcelle's like, "What are we gonna do with that boy?" And Jack's is like, "You know what? Take away his phone chargers, and then he just has to watch the power drain out of his phones, which is cute." New scene: we're at Lisa's, and um, you know they're prepping for this big dinner, and uh, Lisa's like, "It looks so cute, Harry." <laughs> It looks like Positano in Beverly Hills. And then Harry's like, um, check out the uh, the salads, uh, spinach from our garden. And uh, there's another lettuce surrounding the spinach. Uh, and Lisa's like, I love it. I love it. And then we have a flashback of, you know, Harry showing the gardens again. And Rena's going, Harry lived in Italy three years. Love the cuisine. Lucky me. It's in his blood. Um, and now he's making her taste test pasta and he's like, yeah, taste this one, taste this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And now, uh, no, and she goes, sugary, sugary. And then taste the other one. And, uh, she goes, I like this one better. And he's like, good, good. Cause that's the tomatoes from our garden. So of course that would be better. It's homegrown. I love this man. I love this man. If we could, if we imagine, if we could get a plot with Harry and Kathy hooking up, I think I might die. Imagine Harry's like, I uh, I heard you like fans. I heard you're looking for who Hunky Dory is. Well, my name is actually Harry Hunky Dory Hamlin. Oh, oh, Harry. Oh, Harry. <laughs> you know what's just that? I could have just continued to do that little role play probably for the rest of the evening. Um, let's see here. So... He's, uh, they did the taste test and Rena's like, do you want to bring out the cake for Garcelle? And he goes, that would mean I would have to stay. So, you know, well, uh, I don't know. And, and Rena goes, you can do whatever you want, Harry Hamlin. And this is a Birkin party, uh, cause, uh, Garcelle wanted a Birkin party. Lisa, by the way, is just at this point making sounds. Do you notice Lisa in scenes when she wants to talk? She'll just be like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ow. Ah, 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 ah. She just makes she just makes sounds, you know. 
Um, <laughs> Kyle, uh, we're at Dorit's house now. Uh, Kyle is uh, going with Dorit, and Kyle gets out of her car and comes in. And uh, by the way, Dorit, it, I feel like Dorit needs to be on the back of like a milk carton. Like, have you seen this woman? Where the fuck is she? We need her so. I, I miss Dorit. I miss seeing scenes with Dorit. Um, I, I really am bummed. I really, really am bummed about this. So Kyle enters Dorit, and uh, Dorit is like, uh, Dorit goes, Hi, my little love bug. Hello, my little love bug. <laughs> and Kyle's like, it's Winter Wonderland in here. And we see that it, uh, Dorit has a whole poor person's village of little tiny little Christmas houses of poor people in their, the foyer. And Kyle goes, I have three trees in my house, but I don't have Santa's village, Santa's poor little village like you do. And Kyle goes, oh, you know what? I forgot to bring a bottle of wine. Can I bring one of yours? Uh, maybe like a rosé or something. I, it would have been funny if it was like a Vanderpump rosé. Um, and then... Dorit goes, Kyle and I have always been obsessed with baby Hermes. Beep boop, beep boop. I'm the child of the world. We both have an obsession. And I love my mini Kelly. I love it. And we see the mini Kelly. It's like a mini person. It's $8,500, which is like nothing compared to the $95,000 crystal purse. But she's like, I've got a mini Kelly. I, I'm just going to think, I'm going to say things. Are, That's a mini Kelly. Mini Kelly, boop, 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 boop. Um, and then they're going out the car, and uh, Dorit and a talking head goes, uh, goes, get your paws off my Mini Kelly, or you're going to see some real claws. Rawr! And then we're we're talking about wedding dresses all of a sudden because Kyle saw a picture that Dorit posed in a wedding dress and it was like looked fabulous and she goes I've worked in fashion design for 20 years but mostly in the swimsuit the Beverly Beach doing so well which by the way it's not doing well you guys I think the guy that created Beverly Beach with her like completely sued her so I don't think that's like going well but they allow if you've noticed they allow the housewives to lie completely on these shows um she goes of course, it was a natural thing to move to bridal wear. And that's when I met Nekateria. That's her name. Nekateria, who's an accomplished designer. And they're looking for more fashion forwards. Design. So she reached out to me because she loved my style. There, of course, is a little doubt in my mind. It says, little Kyle. Little, no, sorry, little Dorit. Can I do this? But then the other one is like, ah, of course you can. Please. You've designed restaurant rooms before. Which is Buka to Beppo, you guys. Buka to Beppo. Um, I can't wait to share some Buka to Beppo news very soon. But Buka to Beppo. We finally got our first fucking mention of the season of our holy land. That is our holy land, Buka de Beppo, Dorit's room. That is my wailing wall. We need to leave our mark on Buka de Beppo. How dare you, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, just bring that up right now. Um, and then Dorit's like, I cannot wait to see the first one of my designs to walk down an aisle way with her wedding dresses. You know, he's like, and of course, this will lead to other things in the evening wear, perhaps. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Now we're in the new scene. Kyle and Dorit walk into the Hamlin Rinna's uh, residence. And Harry's like, hi, hello, welcome, welcome. 
Harry doesn't hug. They, he bows. He's very protective of, you know, COVID, which I respect. And he goes, welcome to Positano. He takes him out back. And all the ladies are like, oh, my God, Harry, you know how to set a table. Look at you. Did Lisa do this? Lisa didn't do anything, he says. Lisa just danced off cement. Lisa was dancing and broke a hip upstairs. That's what she was doing. Um, and Dorit's like, PK in a million years couldn't decorate a table. He would be like, make me a sandwich, babe, please. Um, uh, Kyle goes, Lisa says you're going to build a pool. And he goes, you know what? It's not for us. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids and their kids. So we can have them come back home, which I, I love that thought. And Kyle goes, well, the next, you know, Kyle said, I had my first baby when I was 19 and Amelia's 19. So I bet, uh, that'll be good for them. And Harry goes, no, 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 no. God, no, God, no. Kyle says the next event here is going to be a baby shower. Uh, Harry's like, I can't believe Lisa, did, Lisa didn't tell you not to wear heels. Everybody's wearing heels. Uh, there's a flashback to Denise Richards and her husband, Aaron, who, uh, doesn't believe in COVID. Uh, um, and remember, Dot Big Pharma was after him. I miss him so much every day. Um, there was a flashback to her letting people know in Malibu to wear grass-appropriate shoes. Um, Crystal and Kathy come in. Crystal's in these ugly leather pants, according to Sutton. Uh, Erica comes in and goes, let me in! And... Um, and Dorit orders a drink. She's like, what are you having? Eric goes, what are you having, Dorit? And uh, Dorit goes, Belvedere <laughs> three lemons, carcass out. Beep boop. Carcass out. That is so intense. Carcass out. They're all sitting down. Kathy is there. I love this backyard, by the way. I do love Rena's backyard. I got to hand it to Rena. Love, love, love the backyard. Love the view. Sutton comes in. She's in this... Uh, Rin is also showing off these leopard print napkins. Uh, girls love a leopard print. I just have never fully gotten into leopard print. It, it's something I feel uh, always ashamed about. There's these weird table fans. Did you guys notice this? These weird, like, the fans were at the top and they were, like, spinning around when they were, like, sitting around the snackies. And Kathy Hilton is there. They're all sitting down. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sutton sits down and Kathy Hilton goes, hi, Thomasina. <laughs> and Sutton immediately tenses up and she goes, no, Thomasina, I swear, do not go there. I say, I say, I say. And uh, Katie goes, hi, Tommy. Kathy, Kathy goes, hi, Tommy. Kathy, I'm telling you, Kathy is the whole package, you guys. And man, Kathy just knows how to get in there. And Sutton says, we aren't going to start with that. That is enough. And Sutton in her talking head goes, I'm getting to a breaking point with all of this. I say, I say, I say, it's not funny. And I'm ready for it to end right here, right now. These girls need to stop. Garcelle comes in. Um, Garcelle, the last time she was here, was for Rena's 50th birthday seven years ago. And there are shots of them back in the day at that party. We got to remember, they really were friends. And that's why... It really shows you how horrible the person Rinna is that Garcelle, even though they were friends, was like, yo, that you ain't a friend when you're doing shit like that. I think that's really, really important, you know, um, Garcelle. Um, uh, Lisa, yeah, so Garcelle was like, I wasn't here since your 50th. And then Lisa's like, it was fun, wasn't it? And she's just doing that Lisa making noises thing. Ah, oh, mm, mm. um, 
Harry goes, uh, come on, everybody, bring your drinks, bring, you know, and Harry's plating up and he's like, we don't waste on ceremony here. We dig in while it's hot. They all toast. Everything's uh, going good. And Kathy says, thank you, Lisa, for having us. And Harry, by the way, is wearing this chef's apron, apron that says shoot the chef. And it's a picture of him when he was on L.A. Law. And by the way, Harry was the sexiest man alive, according to people in like 1986, I think, 86, 87. Um, they're all digging in and everybody's like, mm, this is really good. Mm. And then Kyle goes, is Delilah, is Delilah, I think that's her name, the other daughter in Europe. And Harry's like, no, Tulum, no, Tulum, Tulum. And, uh, then Kyle's like, is Amelia going to Cabo? And Harry goes, well, yeah, but it's not appropriate for me to go because of my age, you know? And Ren is like, for Thanksgiving, we were afraid that we would get over there and they would shut down the border and we couldn't get back. So, um, you know, this is the first time they are not spending Thanksgiving with the girls and Lois, which is a bummer. Kyle does ask if Scott Disick will be there, and they all go, no, 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 no. But I think he was there, by the way. Rinna goes, you know, I don't ask a lot of questions right now. <laughs> and Crystal goes, well, my husband is 20 years older than me, and we met when I was 20. So that means he was 40, he was 20. That, I mean, but she goes, me and Rob are the exception. And I don't know, you guys. I mean, it, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about shit like this. Like, it's it's weird. Like, I, I would love to know more about the night they met. I would love to know more about that and, like, what the circumstances were. I, I don't know. I really like crystals. So, I don't know. So, Erica says, we all fall in love with older men. And uh, she's in a talking head saying this. She raises her hand. You know, it's just life. It's the way it goes, honey. And then where Rena says, there is so much coming at us with the press stuff. It is like, holy guacamole, she says. My mom, Lois, saw it in the market. Bullshit. I do not think Lois is actually going to the market. I do not think with COVID. I don't know. That that rang suspicious to me. Uh, Kyle goes, Harry, how do you feel about this? And he goes, you know, I got to confess. The issue is the age difference, which is odd. But then I think of me and Ursula Andrus, 14 years older than me, so I can't really complain. I was... 29 and she was 44 and Rena says you don't think about it when you have the kids you know that it's going to come back to haunt you and Harry says well I'm going to leave you guys you know get to it here and then everybody's like hey Harry and uh I Harry just I don't know I I like I like Harry I hate Rena I like I like Harry uh Rena they go in to do the cake Harry comes out. He's like, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy and by the way, this is very actory of Harry Hamlin. If you notice actors singing happy birthday, they always do it understated, but they still want to like do it on key. So he was like, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. No, I'm being extreme, but you guys know what I'm saying. Um, they make a wish, and she goes, her wish is, I want him hung like a horse. I just love, with women, the big joke. But you guys deserve the joke, but the joke is always like, I want a big old dong. Give me a big old dongy dong. And it's like, guys aren't like making wishes of like, I want a small giner. You know, like nobody's like, like oh, I want a tight vagina like i mean or at least none of the birthday parties i have been to but uh it is fascinating that that it's always the go-to joke for females of like i want a big old elephant trunk and but it just doesn't make sense because our a couple episodes ago said that people can be too big 
So which is it, Garcelle? You're coming off like a liar here. Um, <laughs> so, and then, so she wishes, like, she wishes for a big old fat dong. And uh, Harry goes, be careful what you wish for. And I kind of hung there for a second where I was like, Jesus Christ, and Harry, calm down, you know? Um, <laughs> so uh, then Crystal goes, or then, sorry, then Garcelle goes, I don't even know where I would put a big old dong. And Kathy in a talking head says, I didn't know she wrote, I didn't know she rode horses. <laughs> my Kathy Elton is starting to sound like my Harry Hamlin. I've got to be better for you guys. I'm so sorry. Watch what crappens would not pull this shit. I'm telling you that right now. Um, Oh, that keeps reminding me. I got to reach out to them. They got to, I got to get them back on. Um, so, uh, Garcelle says, thank you everyone, especially, and especially you, Rena. I know we've known each other for a long time. So this really means a lot. And she says, you know, Rena really is making an effort and that means something. There's they start opening gifts and this is amazing. So this first gift is from Kyle, Crystal and Kathy. And you can just tell like Sutton is just glaring like, and she goes, dang gum, I didn't bring presents. And that's Sutton's whole thing is bringing presents. And there's a flashback of Rena saying, yeah, bring presents. So Sutton must have just dropped the ball on this one. And it's this beautiful ring that Garcelle had said around Crystal that she likes. So they got it for her. And, you know, Garcelle's putting on the ring. And you could just tell Sutton is fuming. She's putting on her Dior makeup. And she just looks pissed. The great thing about Sutton's face is you can just Hell, it's like a silent film actor. It is so expressive where you just know. And so Kyle immediately goes over and is like, what is wrong? What is wrong? Are you are, are you okay? And she's like, I am fine. I just, I need to go. I need to go. Um, I don't want to be here. And Kyle's like, what, what's wrong? Did I miss something? And so it's like, I leave tomorrow. It is my last night with my kids. I say, I say. And, uh, I love now they go to Lisa and Erica's gift, which is like a Chipotle gift card, 20 bucks. So it was nice. Uh, no, I don't know. I think it was like some glove or something. And, and uh, Sutton says, I don't like being places where I don't like people. And Kyle goes, who don't you like? And Sutton just stares. And we get a shot of Crystal awkwardly smiling because Crystal's right next to Kyle, but I don't think she hears this. So Kyle finally pulls uh, Sutton aside down by the drink bar area. And Sutton's like, I just want to go home. My puppy is coming tonight. And Kyle goes, it's not not the puppy. Just tell me the truth. We're friends. Tell me the truth. And she goes, I have a very different, difficult time being fake. I say, I say. And a talking head suddenly goes, I had to sit across the table from someone who doesn't like me and who would give me looks smug looks to be honest which by the way i do think crystal does give sutton smug looks i will agree with sutton on that and Sutton's like it's wearing at me and she's starting to tear up you guys you guys and kyle's like you still you still feel weird and Sutton's like yes you talked and then um she goes she talked behind my back to everybody and she never apologized to me and i have had it i say i say kyle says um in a talking ad, she's like, this is not the Sutton I know. And, and in fact, she's just being irrational. And uh, Sutton goes, I'm not over being told that I violated someone. I say, I say, so then I needs to go. And uh, she goes, ah, she said I violated her. And the table all of a sudden hears from across the lawn. They go, oh, my God, are you hearing a fight? I hear a fight. And they all walk up. And... Um, Kyle's like, no, no, you know, she even said to me she didn't mean sexually in any way. And Sutton goes, she's a fucking liar. 
And Rinna goes, let's have drinks, girls, for Garcelle's birthday. Shots, 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 shots. You could totally picture Rinna and LMFAO because they love to scream a lot, that band. And all the girls walk over and Kyle's like, you need to be okay. And she goes, I'm not okay. I can't get it together. And they walk up and they're like, are you crying? She's like, I have very bad allergies. Kathy's like, what's wrong? And she goes, Jesus Christ, I pray to Jesus every day. I need a bone. You think he'd throw me a bone? I just need a bone, y'all. Which is just, it reminded me of Dr. Evil of like, throw me a freaking bone. Remember Dr. Evil from uh, Austin Powers? Throw me a freaking bone. I can't do that. But anyways, but we see her saying this and like, she's a huge jug of vodka that she's pouring, which is just like, I am all for this, by the way. I love Sutton. I think she is a great housewife because of shit like this. Come on. This is amazing. You guys, this is an amazing moment. She's pouring a jug of water. She's like, I'm upset y'all. And Garcelle says, she's more hormonal than my kids right now. And she goes, I'm still upset about the insin- the insinuation. And Garcelle says, Sutton, we're done with this. And she's like, it's hard for me to pretend everything is great when it isn't. It is not hunky-dory. And Kathy goes, who's hunky-dory? Who is hunky-dory? And there's like just silence. He goes, who is that? Is that... Um... Is it somebody? And I just don't know if I believe. I think Kathy might have pushed it a little too far. I love everything she does. I love your work, Kathy. But this reads of like, come on, Kath. But there was like this silence because Sutton is crying. And by the way, you can see if you look, if you freeze frame, Dorit is checking herself out in her her FaceTime camera, her front-facing camera. And that is just so Dorit, you know? It's so funny because Sutton's crying right in front of her. And Rena goes, what happened? And Kathy says, ladies, come on, sit down, sit down. And Dorit says, I don't want you to think that something is bigger when it's not. It's a very, it's not a huge thing. We are not talking behind your back. Um. And Sutton goes, we have to fix this because I'm not happy with her and points at Crystal finally. And Crystal goes, please. And Sutton goes, don't please me. And Garcelle says, what do you need from Crystal Sutton? Look at her and tell you what you need to move on. And she goes, I think it's shitty. You said so many words to me. You need to let me say my piece and listen to me. And Crystal just snickers. She goes, huh. And she goes, um... And then uh, Sutton goes, what crazy planet do you live on? And she goes, not yours, and smiles. And everybody's like, and Garcelle says, we are not going to get anywhere with this. And Crystal goes, the word was used correctly, violation. I I would say the word again. She goes, you can't unsay it. Well, I would. I would say it again. And she goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're upset. And then uh, and then. Sutton's like, that's not an apology. I'm sorry if you're upset. And she goes, look up the word. It's an abuse of privacy. And Garcelle says, come on, uh, Crystal. She didn't know you were, you know, she didn't know you were naked. And um, Crystal goes, why are you so defensive? And then Crystal goes, you know what? You're just upset. You're upset because you're jealous. And then that's the snapper. And Sutton's like, no, I am not jealous. I am out of here. I'm out of 5,000. I say, I say. And she like walks to leave. And Kathy's like, oh, oh, Rinna, get up, get up. Rinna, this is your party. Go. And, uh, and then like Sutton's walking up and then she goes, stomps and she turns around. She goes, jealous of what? Your ugly leather pants. 
And then Kyle goes, she said ugly leather pants. She said ugly leather pants. Why am I, are you kidding me, Sutton says. And she just runs off. What am I jealous of? Are you kidding me? And so then they say, next time, you guys. And it's Kathy with her dog, Sue. We got Crystal, the continuation of the Crystal Sutton fight. And we get Erica. I think every the hammer comes down with the rest of the Tom information. So that is all coming up next week. And it is so, so exciting. Can you feel the passion, folks? I want you guys to have the best weekend ever. I want you to hang out with friends, family. If you want to be by yourself and watch TV and take comfort in that, I want you to do that. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm sorry if you got one less episode this week. You know I will make it up for you guys. We are building something. Thank you for being here with me. You have made my life have purpose. And I know that sounds silly because we talk about reality shows, but it's so much more than that to me. So have the best fucking weekend ever, and I will talk to you guys again on Monday. Bye. Betches.